This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies there we and are. Yeah. Let's go. Please welcome Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? I mean, I'm in a good mood. Yes. Are we, are we the best sports town in the USA? We are the greatest sports town in the world right now. If we get an NBA team, it'd be crazy. Oh, man. I don't know. Or is it going to Mexico City, I was reading? Did you oh, see that? No. That was the latest rumors. They're not saying that it's not coming to Seattle. The rumor is still Seattle is going to be one of the places. But then they were saying a dark horse for all this could be that Mexico City gets an NBA team. That'd be wild. That'd be so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know when they go down there and play, it's massive. Yeah, so that, then they got state-of-the-art facilities. But yes, to, Ted, to answer your question, we are the greatest sports city in all of the world right now. Yeah. We're riding hot. I'll tell you, all right, so you grew up in New York. Yes. Did you hate Philly? Oh, yeah. Right, so last weekend on Saturday, the Union lose in the MLS Cup Final. Yep. Which was a hell of a game. But I was like, Man. Did they lose to LA? LAFC. Okay. I was like, ah, take that, Philly. Yeah. And then that night I was watching the, the Phillies lose, and my buddy was like, he's a Mariners fan, so he's like, I just don't want to see the Astros win. I'm like, yeah, but F Philly. Like, yeah. give me all their tears. Yeah, dude, honestly, it was weird. Like, even as a Mariners fan, I wasn't mad that the Astros beat the Phillies. I think maybe that's part of why. Hate yeah. the Flyers. Yeah, there's something about Philly. There's just some insufferable bunch of human beings. Sorry to anyone who listens is from Philly. We like you, except for everyone else. But they are. Yes. And I always thought Philly, and Philly's a big city, but like that was always the issue with like Philly and Baltimore to me. Like mm-hmm. there's DC and there's New York. Yep. And you got these two jackasses in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Philly. <laughs> and dude, if we think it's annoying that the Astros are the champions, could you imagine if the Phillies won the championship? Just how it would just be nonstop from Phillies fans. Oh, it'd be brutal. It'd be, it'd be way worse. Like at least now you can still make fun of the Astros for being cheaters. Yeah. Phillies win, it's an unbelievable comeback story or like an underdog story of a team that almost didn't even make the playoffs. We don't need that kind of crap. (laughs) No. We don't need them to have joy. No. F that. Cracking our hot. Oh. It's unreal. I mean, as long as I don't go, they're good. I I was telling you, man. You stopped going, they started winning. (laughs) Seriously. Maybe I should never meet Bowie. You know what? It's probably best that you don't. As I said that, I had a, a Bowie dream last night. Really? That job just coming back to me. Was I remember one of those dot, 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 I had a dream about you kind of dreams? No. Oh, or okay. like somehow we were at a bar and Bowie was there and he let me hold his tooth. <laughs> I remember I'm like, that was, a, yeah, oh yeah, I definitely had a Bowie dream. For some reason, I could see you wasted and holding that with more care than anything else in your entire life as you're hanging out with everyone. <laughs> oh, step away. Step away from the tooth. I've got Bowie's tooth in my hand. I'll do a shot with you, but don't touch me. You've met him. How big is it? I didn't even, dude, honestly, that was such a blur. I don't even know. It was so, that was one of the craziest and greatest experiences of my life. See, where we turned into just a a mascot fan podcast. When I got close to Bowie, all I could think was, 
hug him. <laughs> and I don't even remember anything else. And then I was like, can you give me a headlock? To which he did. And he started giving me a noogie. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing. But stop giving me a noogie. I got to make sure my face is seen in the picture. Otherwise, I can't post it. <laughs> it's so sad. Dude. It was a blur. One of these days, we'll have to go to a game together so we can meet or hang we and just get a nice, normal picture <laughs> and actually get to look at someone. Let me see your tooth. <laughs> the problem is, if I'm with you, I'll be having the same experience, just a blackout, like, oh my God, he's here. Dude, it's, it was no different than my daughter meeting Minnie Mouse. I swear. I felt like my daughter. I was like, I get it now. Like, you just stare at the, the thing and you're like, I can't believe this is actually in front of me. And then all you want to do is touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for a lot of years. The, I wish people could see the pure joy in your face when you're talking about Bowie. I legit almost jumped over the balcony to get to him. Like, it was great. When we had Chris Drieger in that live day, I was trying to explain that to him. And he was just like, all right, man, you're, you're, you're marginally older than me, and you're freaking out like a child. <laughs> dude, speaking of, real quick before we get into it, I did DOA wrestling on uh, Saturday night last weekend, and, and you know they don't like me there. And I build myself as Seattle's biggest star. I do that anywhere just to kind of be a douche because the whole thing right. is like my character is just this douchey character that thinks he's a star and obviously in Seattle. And so when I do it there, they extra hate it because, well, they hate Seattle. Yep. So while the match is going on, we aren't even locked up or we locked up once and the crowd still boo- go back to Seattle. They're, they're so mad at me. And then they start chanting, you know, that uh, da, 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 you yeah. know, like that. They're going, oh, go back to Seattle. Whole room's chanting that. There's a guy in the front who's holding a Kraken jersey. And I look over. And I'm like, let me borrow that for a second. He handed it to me and I hold it up and the whole room just goes nuts. All right. I, so I saw the video. I wanted yep. to ask you, like, is that the knockoff? I don't know. That it looked no, it looked it legit. Looked yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, guy like, would, I don't even know why he wasn't wearing it. He just held the jersey throughout the night. I just thought it was also. I just assumed that you had planted that jersey in the no. audience. I had oh. no, like, that guy was oh, just that's, there. That's even better. I have the audio of it. The audio is pretty great because you can hear them chanting. You can hear the moment where they're freaking out, and then you hear our buddy Cody Von Whistler uh, making a nod to me and Bowie. Let me see if I can play it. Here we go. <laughs> 300 people doing this. That's awesome. And now I got the jersey. I take it Portland's not a crack in town? I'm sure. Then again, Portland's so broke they don't have their own team. Steve Miggs is close personal friends with the Seattle Kraken mascot. You know it. Cody, <laughs> he is close personal friends with the Seattle Mascot. And later on, he's like, Steve Miggs is the backup, emergency backup goalie for the Kraken. I love wrestling announcers. The more I'm into the business, now I realize that most of those announcers when they say, I talked to, you know, Karrion Cross earlier. No, they didn't. They just make up these stories to fit whatever story arc is working on the show. And it's, even on the independent level, whenever, like, Cody's doing the show, he's like, I spoke to Steve earlier, and he's saying this, that, and the other. I'm like, I haven't even seen you yet, man. <laughs> By the way, I know we've talked about, uh, so the wrestling show that's got me right now is that Tales from the Territory. Yes. That show is wild. It's so good. It is. Some of the stuff, though, is not true. All right. I can't, because it seems like sometimes with those tables, they're kind of checking each other, but they're like afraid to go too far. And then like, God, I watched one last night. They were like, this was the darkest angle ever in wrestling. It was like some guy came, his dad came back from war or whatever. And oh, I don't know if I've seen they're that They're like one making front, fun of him. And yeah. they're like, and they're, and they're, and the one guy goes, where was the other boss? And they were like, he was out of town. So we went with it. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder when I watch that show, it's like a round table of 
old wrestlers telling these stories from the territory. So like each like Portland was a territory way back in the day. And they have stories for days about Portland, mid South, Florida had their thing and everyone's got their own stories. But like some of these stories you could tell have been slightly exaggerated over the years. And they just, you know how it is when you tell a story, it grows yeah. from, you know, uh, Oh, a guy came into the ring and he hit me with, you know, like a, a wood stick to a guy came in with a knife all of a sudden. And it's like, okay, that's not really how it happened. But, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> right? <laughs> I try. You hear me. I correct myself all the time. I'll be like, there must have been 10. All right. There was only five. But there was people there. Because it drops me up a whole. So I just hate it when people tell stories that I'm involved in. I'm just like, that's not how it happened. Yes. My parents do that all the time. Yeah. They'll tell stories about me. And I, my wife's like, did that ever? I'm like, no, it never happened. To this day, they share a story of me going to New Year's Eve to Times Square. And all this stuff. And I'm like... Sid's like, you never told me you went to Times Square. I'm like, that's because I never went to Times Square for New Year's Eve. Why would I ever do something like that? You know me. She's like, then why do your parents say this? I'm like, I don't know. One time I went to my friend's house in Long Island for New Year's Eve, and they picked me up. That was like the only time in my entire life that I ever left the house on New Year's Eve to go to a party. But they've created, and it got to the point where I just stopped correcting them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, like I have friends sometimes, they'll be talking about a party, and I'm like, dude, I wasn't at that one. They're nope. like, you had to have been. I'm like, look, you're right. The lineup matches. That's all the normal yeah. people. But like, I wasn't there. That's why whenever I always share that story about our time in San Francisco, where we nearly got murdered by a homeless man while we were on mushrooms, all that stuff, it's like, it's like my favorite story because there's no lies. No, that and story is completely real. You could put each of us in a separate room. And tell the, our, even the guy that we creeped out. God, I can't remember his name. Pablo now. or Petey. Was Petey it Paul? Pa- uh, Paul. I think it was just Paul. It was just Paul. I don't know why it's Petey Pablo all of a sudden. This is how stories change. God, we did scare the crap out of him. Yes, but if all three of us went into a different room to share this story, I'd say like 99.9 of it will be dead on the same. I hope he still tells that story. I hope so too. He might have just blocked that out of his entire memory. He's like, I yeah. did tell the story the other day. I can't remember if it was on the men's room or a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we're partying in San Francisco for the for the Terps game the night before. And I go, then the next day is the Maryland game. I go, poor Miggs. Oh. He just doesn't drink beer at a pace that I am before a no, game. Not even close. And I go, we run into this older couple. The dude loves college football mascots as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And finally, I look over like, like. Oh, Steve, you're all right. I said, and Steve and the wife are just like, yeah, we're fine. They're just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. I, I broke down with the wife ski. <laughs> yeah, I know. I look like I have two black eyes because I hurled so violently the night before that I blew out every blood vessel in my face. So the other part of that story I always forget is that so so after we go to the Maryland game, Steve's like tapering it down. I am S-bombed. Yes. And then I'm drinking champagne in the room. Yeah. And I called my buddy Alex and he goes, yeah, you left. He goes, you obviously didn't know your phone was on. He goes, it's just a 10 minute hype speech. I go, what? He goes, your buddy's barely saying everything. You're getting your, he goes, I can tell you're hammered. It's like, you're just hyping him up for some reason. I go, that seems about right. That sums up every time we hang out. Yeah, right. Yeah, in varying lengths, but it's usually some kind of hype speech that happens at some point when you and I are together. <laughs> it's a TED talk. Starring <laughs> Just me. Uh, well, you know what, Steve? We got the holidays coming. A lot of good food and stuff. So I'm gonna remind people why I just did it. You know, but check in. You don't have to go to the doctor, but you know, just check in a little bit. See how you're doing. Right, I've had a kind of rough few months there, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I need to go see the doctor, and you know, I hadn't been eating well or working yeah. out as much as I had. So, everything okay? Yeah, 
Yeah, normal okay. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? It's just funny. Like, I will say this. I forgot that they put everything you say into the notes. Yes. And I read the summary afterwards, and it was like... Uh, yeah, like a my chart thing or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we all go to the same polyclinic, I think. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, he put in the notes, like, patient did, did say, quote, I need to get my ass back in the gym. <laughs> It did not write it that way. I swear to God. Okay, that's when I read it, I was like, I mean, it's not a bad quote to go down with, but I'm just, I can't believe he actually wrote that in there when we were talking. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, because right, because we were talking about, you know, death and this and that, yeah, different things. I was like, well, I, you know, I'm just like, I just got to get my ass back in the gym and start working out and like, you know, like working on stuff. So like, I just kind of threw it out there. I just didn't really, seeing it in writing was pretty funny. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so with the holidays coming up, look, I plan to enjoy myself. So I'm just saying, you know, check in. Yep, get your ass back to the gym. Get your ass back to the gym. Get your ass back to the gym. That's all all you got to do is just get your ass back to the gym. That's like 90%. Dude, there are times where I pull up to the gym. We'll just go to, we don't need to break. There are times where I go back, I show up to the gym and I just sit in my car. And it's like, dude, I I know I'm here. I got to go in. But I just don't want to get out of my car. <laughs> so for me, as I walk to my gym, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> is uh, it's just like there's just like like once I get down the end of my like alley, I'm like, all right, we're going to the gym. But yeah, sometimes I'll just be sitting on my couch, like watching Get Up or something. Yeah, just like right in gym shorts in my yep. gym shorts. But it's like get in your head. It's just like get up. Yep, <laughs> dude. There are times, yeah, I, and I'm trying to be better at. I get too distracted in between sets. So I'm, I, I become that, like I'm, I almost feel like if someone saw this, like this guy has no concept of time. I finish my set, I, stop my, I start my stopwatch. All right. Because I, I never realized this, but there have been a few times where I just kind of like my mind wanders off and I'm thinking of things and I look back down, I'm like, it's been three minutes. What the hell am I doing? So it's like just to keep myself on pace because I'm like, now I get why I'm in this freaking place for an hour and a half sometimes. It's not even like I'm talking to anybody. I just sit there and zone out. Or I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, like dissecting what I look like. I'm like, I got to work on this. I got to work on that. What the hell? Oh, let me check Twitter. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's like, I just wasted five minutes between sets. This, this set was completely pointless now. Mine's about breath, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't have a phone. I don't have headphones. So I try to do what like. How? You're going in there like a caveman. Oh my God. Yeah. People think I'm a psycho. <laughs> yes. No headphones, no phone. And I just got to time it out in my head. And then uh-huh. I'll take a longer break if I'm just like huffing and puffing. Like, uh-huh. all right, let's chill out. Yeah, I try and be like, okay, it's right around a minute and a half. I need to get back going. Yeah, and then every once in a while, even though I have a bottle, a bottle of water, so I don't want to look lazy just sitting there, I walk out and get a sip from the fountain to try to buy some extra time. It's like, I mean, there's nobody watching me. I don't know why I do it, but I'm just like, don't look lazy. <laughs> I got to show that I'm putting work. <laughs> and then there are other times that like, I'll just look at myself in the mirror and I realize like I'll, I'll zone off and stare in the mirror and, I, and then all of a sudden I lock eyes with someone through the mirror. Yeah. And I'm like, do they think I just been like, what? Like, either if it's a female checking them out or a guy like eyeing, like, sometimes a guy will look at me and kind of give me like, like a look, like, what's up? And I'm like, I'm not like, I don't even know who you are. I have no idea what you're doing right now. I just, I, some reason was just looking in your direction. I'm sorry. I think it's always awkward. And like, like I don't really run into it in mind, but like, uh, when I was back east, I went to my brother's gym. And it's a, God damn, it was a massive gym. It was pretty cool. Uh, but like, where the free weights are is a big area, right? 
But for whatever reason, I felt like every time I went over to get one, the same woman was over there. So that I'm just like, I got to like, this is like, you know what I mean? It's like when I'm walking home, sometimes I'm behind a woman for like three blocks. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll just get on the other side of the street because I feel like I'm creeping her out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time you go there, you come here often. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I'm just like, God damn it. Like, how are we timing this out? I was like, now, I mean, I'm not, but I feel like the creep. How often do people hit you up to spot them? Uh, not much. Same. I just yeah. wonder because I had a weird incident happen. Like sometimes it's happened. I got no problem doing. It. I get excited. I'm like, oh, you, you trust me? Oh, so, I'm with you. Right. Like I, I feel like this is a all right. I'm in. Let's go. We got this. Let's go. Come on, push it through. One time, a guy's like, "Can you help squat me on my uh, help spot me on my squats?" And I was like, "I've never spotted somebody on a squat." So I'm like, "Yeah, man, sure." And then so we're getting ready. I'm like, "Hey, just I've never spotted somebody on a squat. What exactly do you need from me?" And he's like, oh, just get behind me, you know, and just be there. I was going to say, you're like an umpire. You got to move with him. <laughs> then I was like, he's like, you know, just get behind me. It looks like I'm struggling. Just kind of help me up. You know, I think he was like a little weirded out. Like I'd ask him that. Well, he doesn't want to say get right behind me and stand as close to me as a quarterback and center. <laughs> like it's awkward for him. Now he's got to explain it. I bet, he, I bet in his head it was awkward to ask you. And now he's like, Jesus Christ, I got to tell this guy to dry help me. <laughs> So I got my hands on his hips and my, you know, no, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> oh, you're doing real good. Get deeper. Come on, deeper, deep, harder. You can do it. Deeper. Crack a walnut on these, on this buttocks. Yeah, feel it. Come on. Push through. Push through. You got this. Uh. <laughs> the whole thing when, was, he, when he racks it, you just go. <laughs> yeah, I have to give a little pat on the butt. Good job. I knew you could do it. That's the thing. If you just gave him like a sports ass slap, it might be okay. But if you give a pat on the butt, go, good job. <laughs> give it a squeeze. Feel firm. Oh, I, I can feel that pump. You got 15 more pounds than you, big boy. Oddly enough, he's never hit me up to spot him again. I don't know. Did he even hit you up for another set? No, just one. He's like, I'm good. It's a hell of a pump you're getting on. I was so nervous, though. I was like, what happens if he can't get it back up? And I'm just there like, I don't know what to do, sir. <laughs> this, got, this got too crazy. Dude, I did it this weekend. Sometimes when I'm playing soccer, again, this is very low-level public soccer. But sometimes <laughs> oh, I just... it's not MLS. <laughs> sometimes I just snap back into, like, sports mode. Uh-huh. So somebody was on the ground. And I guess I, guess I should have just let them get up on their own. But I just kind of jogged over and like grabbed their hand real quick and like went to yank them off and they weren't, I don't know what they were, weren't expecting it. I was like, oh, I felt like I yanked their shoulder out of their arm. Like, dude, I'm 53 years old. I got a bad hip. Let me get up on my own time. Up, right. I was like, oh, I should have let him just roll over and get up. <laughs> you here to win or what? Let's go. <laughs> a spotter. I feel like Dan would spot just fine. He would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to name this episode the Squat Spot. Squat Spot. Get your ass back in the gym for a squat spot. Get your ass back in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to some Arnold Schwarzenegger audio. 
<laughs> pump it up, <laughs> pump an iron. All right. Before we get to the Seahawks, okay. crack it or rolling. We kind of hit on it, but they, I, I, Steve, you're the hockey expert. What, I mean, what has changed? Uh, we we talk about it in the office. I honestly think, well, A, they're a year older as a team. That right. helps. Picking up guys like Bjorkstrand and Bjorkowski have been huge. Bjorkowski's been incredible. Having Tanev back. For the for actual the play, I mean, I'm starting to see what kind. Of, Not just looking cool, having great flow, dude. Just I think having more depth. I don't think we realized how much COVID really did mess up that team last year. All right, because they All were right. constantly losing players, or and honestly, you didn't have a lot of a you didn't have a strong depth. And Matty Beniers is I think he's going to be a future captain for this team. He's so damn good. Yeah, and on top of it, they're playing hard in front of their goalie. I love Grubauer. I love Drieger. But right now, this is Marty Jones's team. If you ask me. Like, you just go with How him. could it not be? Right. And I think that's—I honestly think this is going to be good for Grubauer because, A, he's coming back from an injury at some point. I know some people are like, oh, we're going to go back to Grubauer and we're going to go back to their weight. Honestly, this team was not playing like this in front of Grubauer when he was playing. Like, they're finally gelling as a team. Um, and I think less pressure for Grubauer to be the star for this team. I don't think that's a bad thing. And any goalie, and that's a hockey philosophy, right? Like you go yeah. with the hot goal. You go with the hot goal. I mean, the Avalanche won a championship swapping goalies in and out. Hundred percent. This is. It's very rare that you have that. Like some teams do have that one goalie that's just bona fide starter. He's going to be their starter for the next ten years. But a lot of times you have goalies that are like good for one year, kind of dip out for a season and come back. Martin Jones is a great example of that. He's had some good runs. He's had some bad runs. Right now, he's on a good run. Let's go with it, man. He's great. He's playing awesome. Yeah, the Marty Brodeurs or Patrick Walls of the world are, are like... It's kind of gone nowadays. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, and they're kind of the exception to the rule. You know, there are times where I'm like, who's the goalie for this team now? Why is that guy their backup? And then you realize, well, you go with the hot goalie. It's not like ride or die with one goalie anymore. Like, you got your 1A and your 1B, and right now... Man, I think this, the tough thing will be when Drieger comes back. Now you got three really, you got three quality goalies. Once, yeah. I mean, Martin Jones might be the one to go, but you never know. It might be Drieger. And well, I it was kind of, that. I was going to say, it was kind of the same thing for the Sounders this year. Yep. Obviously, you know, Stephen Fry is Stephen Fry, but like, Steph Cleveland <clears throat> is a very capable, mm-hmm. good keeper. Yeah. But he just didn't, he didn't get to play enough. But then when he got in there, he did well. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those tough things, too. It, it's not like an NFL quarterback where it's like, this is our guy. Right. No matter what, you know, even if he's injured, when he comes back, it's his job again. Now, man, like this is Martin Jones's team, in my opinion, until he does anything otherwise. But man, it's been fun. They're scoring a lot of goals. They're playing <laughs> great hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's the way it should be. It's just nice not to have to listen to people complain about Hackstall. I almost started going down that road too. Don't get me wrong. I Don't, took, Steve. I didn't, thankfully, or I kind of did for a half a second. But I'm happy that we could just leave him alone because that team, win or lose, always plays hard for him. And that, to me, is a sign of a good coach. It seems like there's a little pop in the boys. Yes. They're not afraid to scrap a little bit. Ooh, they like, yeah. Like, dude, I don't know if you heard our interview with Chris Drieger. We were talking about Yanni Gord. I'm like, please don't take this the wrong way. but Because he's my favorite player, Yanni Gord. But he's got the douche face. And he's like, oh, he totally has the douche face. I'm like, thank you. You understand. He goes, no, no. There's certain players that just have that look. They don't even have to say anything. They just look at you and you want to punch them. And Yanni Gord's that kind of guy. <laughs> That's awesome. And he even says, like, when Yanni joined the team, he was scared that all of us were going to hate him because we all hated him when he was on another team. Like, he's that player that you hate to ha- play against him, but you love having him on your team. I'm like, Yanni Gord's the greatest. <laughs> like that. I want to punch him, but he yeah. is the man. He's the man, dude. Yeah, cracking her hot, man. Cracking her hot. Seahawks just keep winning. Oh, it's unbelievable. Even when there was that moment where you thought, uh oh, is this after the, the interception? Yeah, like I'm with you. And I was happy. Like you faced adversity. 
during a game, didn't lose. You didn't have to have that valuable lesson. You learned a lesson during the game and still turned around and won the game. Yeah, and like, it just seems so different than that team that lost to the Niners in September. I was like, this is going to be most of the season. We couldn't move the ball for crap, Mm -hmm. throwing interceptions. But you're right. Like, I played soccer. I just started watching the game. Geno throws that pick, and I'm like, ah. But that's also, you know... Screenplays, you run that risk sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. It, it seemed like. But then they came out second half and just dominated. It was incredible, dude. And then uh, going back to the goalie conversation, now all of a sudden you got your backup running back, the rookie running back. I mean, when Penny comes back, I mean, it's not his job anymore. It's not his job. He'll still get carries, a hundred percent. Yeah, but he won't be the starting back anymore. He won't. But also the way Pete has that offense rolling outside of Gino, it seems like everybody's getting a ball. That's true. And it doesn't really matter. And Gino's getting the ball to all the receivers. It's yeah, because somebody asked me the other day, they're like, is Faint uh, uh, the tight end? No offense. No offense. Yeah, they're like, is he a bust? And I'm like, no. I go, Gino's just spreading the ball around so much that like, seems like all the tight ends are getting some. Yeah, all the wide receivers are getting opportunities. Everybody's catching balls. <laughs> yeah. It's insane, dude. It's what a fun, fun team. I know, that's the thing. It's like... I've had more fun this season than I've had the last two seasons when they were supposed to be better. And did you hear all that controversy with Pete Carroll, what he said about uh, Russell Wilson in the wristband? No, what'd he say? Well, he was doing an interview and they were talking about, um, you know, like just the offense and how it's rolling with uh, with Gino. And he's like, yeah, him and Shane are working real well together. He's like, you know, one thing that we, ne- we haven't implemented in a long time because there was resistance was a, ru- a wristband. And that's really worked out well for for Geno Smith to be able to have the wristband on, so that way whenever like they can pl- call plays quicker, he doesn't have to go back and forth with like these long extravagant like names. Right, you don't plays. have to go through everything. Just just go twenty seven. He can look at the wristband and call the goddamn play and look at the play and tell everybody and not be afraid that he didn't get the information right. Yeah, and that was I never thought about that during the Russell Wilson era. That so many times it was like down to that very last second. I'm like, why aren't we getting the ball off? Why do we get to delay a game or we'll call a timeout? And it was because he refused to use a wristband, I guess. That's crazy. I thought so, too. And it just looks cool. I thought that looked awesome. It makes you look like you're like a robot. Yeah, exactly. They've you been doing it in college for years. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I always think it looks awesome when they like look over, look at the wristband, like, all right. Well, Russ is a nerd. He's like, I got it all on my own in memory. I don't need these wristbands. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, something special. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's something special. <laughs> he's, he's wrong. I was in a bar last night, and I know the bartender. I come out of the bathroom, and it's Sierra songs playing. I'm like, hey, Regis, no more effing Sierra. Yeah, and, he's, and he's like, what? And I go, put on Future. And he's like, what? I'm like, Russ is gone, man. We're dumb. And he's like, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, this is a no Sierra city anymore, man. She's, <laughs> she's dead to us. They're all dead to us. It's, this is Genoville. Genoville. <laughs> come on down to Genoville. You're going to Germany to see the game this weekend. I, all right, so here's a question for you. Okay. Gonna wear, and it's not a throwback jersey because it's an old school jersey. Mm-hmm. Corin Robinson. Yep. That old. You see me wear it. That old school blue. So it sticks out. Yes. Do I wear? Do I pair it with my pink Mariners hat, <laughs> or do I go all Hawks gear? So you want to be seen? I mean, then, yeah. Could go pink hat. That's what I, I. I sat it out last night, and I was like, I'm bringing this with me. I might yeah. just have to go balls to the wall and be like, screw it. I'm wearing a pink. I'm wearing a pink Mariners hat. That'll get me on the TV. I'm excited to see how that crowd's going to be because Germany's known for being a hawk's town. Have you seen some of the stuff people are posting? No. Oh, man. Like, Paul Sylvie's been over there for a couple days. Like it, it. So when I went to London, every German I met was a massive hawks fan. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, Gino's up. Like, they have, like, Gino murals everywhere. Dude, that, there's, like, Seahawks banners. That giant Gino mural on that building yeah. is in unbelievable. I was like, if I'm Gino Smith, that's the first place I stop and I'm getting a picture in front of it. 
Yeah, so like when I went to London, like I just wore like a sweatshirt over, but I'm like, I might actually have to wear Hawks gear on the flight over. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Just touch down and be like, I'm here. We're Hawks. Let's go. And it's a road game, quote unquote. Oh, so we're not the home team. No, we're not the home team. It's the Buccaneers home game. And it's, I don't think it's going to be a Buccaneer fan in sight. No, well, so London, the Raiders were the home team. Yeah. So, so they put little Raiders flags, right? <laughs> And everybody, so the game is about to kick off, and like the English people don't know, they're waving their Raiders flags. First drive, Seahawks come down, score a touchdown. Second drive, they like get a turnover or something. I didn't see another one of those goddamn flags. They're like, screw this flag, we're Seahawks fans. Like, right to the point of like, there was an actual Raiders fan a couple rows in front of us, and like, I started chirping. I'm like, where's your flag? You want, you want, you want, you want our flags? That's amazing, dude. I'm so excited to hear how it goes for you. Oh, I can't wait. I bet. So you yeah. meet tomorrow? Correct. And I heard there's like an insane amount of requests for tickets for this game. I mean, I know people that were willing to spend a ton of money and couldn't get them. They, someone said that there was like a, like a, three million people requested tickets like through the NFL, like medias. Well, it's also the first time that anybody's played an actual NFL game in Germany. Insane. Yeah, man. So I get to go to Germany, get to see Tom Brady in person. Uh, also, Bayern Munich, is if you're a soccer nerd, that's a legendary stadium. Like, I'm part of Pump just to go to that. Oh, that's kind of cool, yeah. yeah. Like London. It was like, I got to go to Wembley. Now, you I didn't have, watch soccer, but... Do you have any non-planned, like, anything else that you, you're definitely going to go do while you're in Germany? Going to get a pretzel? I got to get a pretzel. Nice. I So, Bring Saturday, back for me if you Saturday morning, I'm actually kind of serious. I'm going to go to an actual concentration camp. Kind of get a little... I'm like, well, I'm there. I should go learn some history. Yeah, Sid and I, when we were talking about Germany, I think she said when I said you were going, she's like, man, I would like to go check out the concentration camp there. I think that'd be pretty powerful. Yeah. So I'm a little worried. It might, like, I'm like, ah, that might be like a crying thing. But then after that, I have said my one rule is like, we got to go to a beer hall. I want to get a liter of beer and like a Wiener Schnitzel or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, look, I did it in Milwaukee. I would just hang out at the German bar and eat sausage and pretzels and beers. I mean, I am more than excited. Did you see the interview with Geno Smith uh, that he did with, uh, was it uh, Charissa Thompson? Carissa Thompson? Carissa Thompson, sorry. Do you know Carissa Thompson? Yeah, I don't know, understand why she spells her name Charissa, though. She's from here. No, she's not. Isn't she the one that always did the LJ Way commercials? I mean, you might be right. Right? What, what's that? Lee something automotive. I don't right? know. Like, so, the LJ Way. You, I think, no wonder why she looked familiar. Yeah, I think. I think she's from the Northwest. Oh, okay. Well, she, I love her. She was interviewing Geno Smith. Did you see that little piece? Yeah. I thought the best part was at the end when they were talking about the I wrote you back part. And I was like, this, this is so great. After your week one game, you know, yeah. they wrote you off, but you didn't write back. They wrote me off. I ain't write back, though. That's the problem. I ain't write back. Let's go. Was that something you told yourself or did it just come to you in that moment? Uh, it just came to me. It just came to me in the moment. And... Uh, I think it was pretty good. I, mean, I didn't, it was I didn't word it the it best way. It was okay. You know, I'm an English major. I was speaking Ebonics. The grammar was off, but, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was what I needed at the time. It was what I felt, and it was, it was real. That was the best. I was like, I didn't know that he was an English major. I was like, I was wow. so... He was an English major at West Virginia University. Still better than what I... I'm, I'm, you and I are never going to be competing for English majors anywhere. Anyway, we're not. I just hate to fry. I just hate West Virginia. I was talking to somebody last night. They were like, I hate Oregon. I go, as a Maryland fan, that's how I feel about West Virginia. I was like, and it kills me because I hated Geno Smith when he was in West Virginia. I hated Bruce Irvin when he was in West Virginia. Oh, Bruce, now it's a like, story. I know. Now it's like, oh, go get him, boys. They're Hawks now. I freaking love Bruce Irvin. I always loved him even when he was on the team in that first go round. But for some reason, 35-year-old Bruce Irvin out there balling is like the greatest. It's, it's the second greatest story after Geno Smith for me. 
And it is weird how you can hate people. Not, you know, when I say hate, I mean I like know. sports hate. Yeah. But it's like our boy AJ Francis. Yep. Like, I love AJ. What the hell with Gonzaga? High school. Dude, he is crushing it on uh, SmackDown. I, I see his stuff all the time. He's just posting a lot. He's doing really different, unique stuff, and I just love it. Man, I'm all for it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that even with players. Like, I grew up hating Claude Lemieux when he was on the, uh, I think it was on the Montreal Canadiens. And it was like the worst player in the world. Then he becomes a New Jersey Devil. I'm like, this is the greatest player I've ever seen. I mean, look, I've done it in our business. Mm-hmm. Some people I've met I legit don't like. Yeah. And then some people I thought I really wouldn't like. I met him in person, and I was like, oh, man. Like, I actually like you. And they're like, yeah, I'm just kind of doing my job. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I just thought you were more of a D than yeah. you actually are. It's Radio's a weird thing. Yeah. And even wrestling, I noticed that, too. It's like, I think people forget that they are characters, in a sense. Like, I'm not saying like we're just like these phony characters, but... There's definitely exaggerations, like going back to what we talked about earlier with with our businesses, and some people forget about that. And it's like, man, like I'm not really cracking like poop jokes all the time. Like sometimes I just kind of want to just chill out and do nothing. Yeah, and some of the sports guys, like they gotta yeah. say, got have some takes you're not gonna like, so you'll listen and call in. But it's like they gotta stir the pot. Yeah, like yeah. I used, to, I told you, I used, to, I used to really like Colin Cowherd. I still like Colin Cowherd. Mm-hmm. But like Bro Bible always posts this stuff and like, what a terrible take and everything. I'm like, you're right. But like, I don't think he gives two S's. No, you're writing about it. Yeah. You, you, you have accomplished exactly, you have, you have done what exactly he's been trying to accomplish is get buzz going about him so people would tune in or write about him. It's like, the, like whenever people put out those crazy lists, like this is the dumbest list ever. I'm like, I think they intentionally put in those they, like the top greatest guitarist and like number four is like something so stupid. You know, I think they put that in because they knew we were all going to argue about it, thus getting more people to go check out the site to see the rest of the list. Correct. Yeah. So I like how, I, I, my newest favorite pastime I know we got to run is now going on YouTube and watching. I just type in Seahawks. Yeah. And I like just watching all like the national broadcasters having to like just talk about Geno Smith and be like, I was completely wrong. I. I don't know what that, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. It's unbelievable. It's the greatest story in, in, in sports. Right Should now. I take a picture of every pretzel I eat? As long as you bring one back for me. <laughs> oh, if I could stop the customs, it's like, like, sir, what are you having? <laughs> sir, are these two giant pretzels? Yes. Yes. They're not even wrapped. I know. I know. Well, you remember what happened last time? Remember years ago, I got stuck in the Philly airport, and I like texted you, like, got you some pretzels from the Philly airport. And then I texted him. I was like, when I got home, it was midnight. My flight was delayed. I, I ate your pretzels. I, I, You know what? It all comes full circle, because I went to Disney on ice, and Tatum was miserable, and I didn't think she was going to eat the pretzel I bought her, and I ate it. And then my wife's like, where'd that pretzel go? And I'm like, I, I ate it. And she's like, what do you mean you ate Tatum's pretzel? I'm like, well, I was stressed. I'll go get her another one. No, no, no. It's fine. It's like, sorry. I didn't think she was going to eat it. She was crying. <laughs> like, I'm not letting this pretzel go to waste. No. That's going to be a fun thing. I'm going to try to get at least three pretzels. And every time, just be like, hey, Steve, please look at me it. taking a picture of the pretzel. Oh, please do. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I hope I, I hope like I go to a beer hall and they have them just like hanging. Oh, yes. Right. Like Leavenworth that uses them like almost as Christmas decorations yes, outside. That's yes. what I'm saying. And every time it's just me like, look, Steve. I should make a little sign that just says, hi, Steve, and hold it up. <laughs> pretzels. This says Steve with an arrow, and it points at whatever pretzel you're eating. Well, a bunch of our listeners are going, too. So I've, I've been reaching out to a few of them on Facebook. So I'll, oh, try to, cool. I'll try to get a group pretzel pick for you. Oh, gosh, dude, that would make me so happy <laughs> and jealous. <laughs> and I'll go straight to the store and get, like, JJ Super Pretzels or whatever they are, they're called these days and get those, like, you know, the ones that you can make at home.
<laughs> God, when I was a kid, Super Pretzel was the number one snack. It's the best. Water it down, put it in the microwave. Until I figured out that you could fit them in the toaster oven. Ooh. Game changer. Ooh. They were I'm already like- great in the microwave, but now you've you've made the outer part a little cr- crispy. Yeah. And the inside nice and soft. Mm, you could say crusty. A little crusty. Crusty and soft, like I like my women. Nice pretzel. All right, well, you have fun good, in Germany. Good set. <laughs> <laughs> Firm glutes. I will. That's going to be awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, so you, are you back next Wednesday? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Turn and burn, baby. <laughs> oh, well, no guarantee we'll be doing a podcast. We'll see how Ted's feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go safe, Hawks! Safe travels. Hopefully, all of you make it back. I'm a little concerned about some of your, your, your coworkers, like everyone here. <laughs> we were saying, we're like, if there was a documentary that's done after this trip, and like, let's just say crap went down. Like, well, none of us thought it was a good idea for Miles and Thoreau to go to another country and get wasted. <laughs> I have, you know, no comment. Ted, just act like you don't know them. Right? Like, I'm just here for pretzels. Yeah, I've never met these guys. What if guys? we get there and all of a sudden it's like, I just start speaking German. I'm like, yeah, I actually speak German. Duh. <laughs> well, like you get hit in the head and all of a sudden like, you're like one of those stories where someone now knows how to speak Spanish. Yes. I'm in for it. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be engulfed in the culture for a couple days. And then, I'm just, I mean, you know, it'll take me two days to start throwing out Guten talks and this and that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> You'll be like trying to learn fun drinking terms. And I did throw out a good idea. He was like, you dude, you should download the uh, translator on your phone right now. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. It's like you, yesterday we, I was sitting in the office and I was like, I would like a beer. And then it says it back to you, right? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Where are your pretzels? <laughs> you got to get a picture in front of that Geno Smith mural if it's anywhere near you. All right. Yeah. Because Saturday we'll be moving around town. Nice. So. Well, go Hawks. Go Hawks. 630 in the morning here. We'll be watching that game. <sighs> Look for me. I am pink hat, pink hat, corn Robinson, old school blue jersey. Number 81? Correct. Yeah, all right. (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah.